Hello and welcome to the Truth About Local Government podcast, a podcast aimed at providing a platform to promote the excellent work that the political members and officers of local authorities are doing to overcome the increasing challenges facing the communities across the UK. Additionally, we will be promoting the wider way of career opportunities that exist within local government. We hope this podcast will help drive engagement between the public and local authorities across the UK. Good morning and welcome back to The Truth About Local Government. Today we're talking highways, probably the thing that most people most associate with local government and its supply chain and the organisations that support it. And today we're really lucky because we've got an expert to talk to us about highways, the chief executive, in fact, of the Local Council Roads Innovation Group. And if I may say, they're off the back of a bit of a high, um, having won Team of the Year at the Highways Awards. So we've got Paula Clayton-Smith with us today. So Paula, firstly, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. How are you? I'm absolutely uh, fantastic. Thank you very much. Now, we are doing this as a podcast, so you guys can't see us. But I mean, Paula is absolutely got all the merchandise on. If you do want a free uh, well, a T-shirt at all, you can buy a, an Elk Creek uh, T-shirt or, or, or jumper because they look fantastic. But for the listeners at home, Paula, what is the Local Council's Roads Innovation Group? What does it do? Sure. So um, actually, um, Local Council Roads Innovation Innovation Group, can't even get my words out this morning, uh, shortened to Elkrig, originally came from a group of councils that met in the northwest. So started off by Blackpool Council and a number of local authorities who wanted to do and share more innovative practices on how they are managing and looking after roads in their, their counties and uh unitaries and so forth. So we actually came from local government and we're now a community interest company, so not-for-profit. We work with, I think it's 90% of every highways authority in England and over 155 uh, supply chain members, everything from your massive organisations like your JCBs and others, right down to sort of your little one person specialist that perhaps is helping councils around um, uh, liability or, or things like that. And really, we were set up to share good practice amongst councils, but also to share um new ways of working and also existing ways of working. Um, you know, I think people, I think sometimes, um, you know, I think people are going to get a feel for this here, but I absolutely love local government. And I don't think people realise quite how much the highway sector is looking at innovation to drive um, different ways of doing things and taking on board technology. So, so Elkrick has been formed out of that fire, so to speak. Um, and, and, and I think, it's just a great place to be at the moment. I want to just go back to what you said there about innovation and collaboration, because at the moment, local authorities continue to face funding challenges. And I guess, I mean, have you found that collaboration is a way in which, you know, to stimulate investment in innovation and technology solutions? Is that kind of, is Elkrig being kind of the pioneer and pushing forward that agenda to its local government and supply chain? Well, I think, you know, Again, as a, a sort of a, a, a small community interest company, of which there's only, you know, we're a really tiny 
90 uh, percent uh, female um, team in a in a male dominated uh, sector, you know, with, with more women. Uh, but, you know, we've we've always been about collaboration. We've always been about skills. We've always been about sort of uh, net zero and and innovation. And you can't have innovation in a vacuum of collaboration you know innovation doesn't just come from sort of one person with a with a bright spark that has an idea it relies on so many people to make that that sort of happen so collaboration is part of our sort of dna and i think it is something that we we've sort of pushed heavily um you know we've we've really grown in the last couple of years because of the importance of that that sort of collaboration piece now your passion for highways i mean it's it's fantastic paula it really is and <laughs> off air we talked about why highways is the sector to be in at the moment do you want to give us a bit of a background as to why you think that yeah so i've 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 talked I talked a moment ago about you know the DNA of our organisation and collaboration. My DNA has always been about uh, a love of uh, public services and what's delivered. Now I've worked in grounds maintenance. I've worked in sort of street scene, leisure, um, you know, a whole range of different sort of local authority services. But I have to say, joining the highway sector as I did uh, eight years ago. And, and I didn't come from an engineering background. Uh, I come from, you know, somebody who was passionate about how our, our, our services make a difference to people. And there is so much going on in highways at the moment. You've got everything from AI. You know, there are there are organisations that are looking at AI and uh, more rapid identification of road defects, for example. You've got um, quantum computing that is an area that, you know, will make huge differences into how the sector, whether that's uh, in future materials, whether that's in uh, how our networks operate. We've got technology in the sort of the transport space, particularly around transport technology. If you look at uh, messages that are coming into vehicles, there is so much going on that I don't think people quite sort of realise. So I've I've become a bit of a, I suppose, a fangirl for the, the sector, really. And I just, I literally love it. You know, I, I just have the best job, really. And as an ambassador for the sector, because I mean, firstly, as someone who I, I know very little about highways, apart from the fact that they are essential for me getting, you know, <laughs> for, for meetings, it sounds so exciting. It sounds so innovative. And it's not what comes to your mind when you think about highways. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's really refreshing to hear there is so much innovation happening. I want to talk about a comment you made just a, a few minutes ago about obviously um you have quite a large majority of, of, of a female workforce, which is fantastic, and within a quite a male-dominated sector. You know, is there a challenge, you know, of attracting um, female and other kind of uh, underrepresented um, communities within the UK into highways, do you feel? Um, I think, uh, firstly, um, I'm not the only ambassador, um, no, no, you no. know, <laughs> and and I think there is... Even in the eight years that I've been in the sector, there has been an increasing number of uh, women that are leading uh, organisations in the sector, whether that's uh, CIHT, whether that's uh, IHE with their vice presidents, um, and women in transport, there's women in ITS. 
the sector is becoming a lot more attractive to a broader range of people. And I think for me, there is, you know, things like the STEMS uh, sort of programme, things about more uh, people, not just women, but, you know, guys in the sector too, being ambassadors for, you know, their daughters, their, you know, their brother's daughters, you know, uh, and, and people just encouraging a much, much sort of broader, um, you know, sector. Because skills, which there's a shortage across sort of local government, if you look at the different sort of uh, professional areas in local government, there is a skills shortage in all of the areas. So actually, we all have to make uh, things attractive. But in the highway sector, there is genuinely so much going on. You know, it's it's the biggest asset that that councils own. It's the busy. It's the biggest asset that you could argue gets people um, intellectually to where they need to to sort of go. And it and it is it it, it is a challenge, but it's not insurmountable. And I think we're really seeing a lot of. You know, we've we've actually just um, done some work with Salford College where we've just uh, supported a first batch of apprentices going through an apprenticeship uh, program. We've just helped, you know, buy a new classroom. We've worked with the industry who've a bit like Challenge Annika have don donated different parts of of sort of um, tools, et cetera, et cetera, that will help another generation coming in. So I think it's about being proactive. And I think there's just more proactive happening. Uh, amazing. Um, it's, it's great to hear that. And I think it's really important because, I mean, you know, you know, I've got uh, I come from a very kind of um, my mum is a, a great role model for myself and as are my sisters. Um, and I think it's just so important to have that inclusivity. And I think that is a lot about a sector when there is like, people like yourself and other leaders. Um, you know, I think it's that's fantastic. One question that I wanted to ask you is, you know, we talked off air about why culture of bravery and adaptability are key components of implementing innovation in local government highway services. Can you give a bit more meat to the bone on that, please? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think when it comes to um, again, you know, I have the luxury at, at Elk Creek of all of those all those highways authorities I talked about, you know, I, I get to listen to the conversations. I get to listen to the conversations of innovators in the sector and supply chain about how they're implementing good practice. And I think the thing that is um, sometimes forgotten about or even maybe not even considered that much when it comes to implementing innovation is bravery. And, you know, we do tend to in local government um, there's a bit of a, uh, it's sad to say, but a bit of almost uh, slightly a, a punishment mentality. You know, if you introduce an innovation and it fails, then as an officer, as I know, you know, when I worked in local government, are you always going to be the person that, you know, implemented something that didn't didn't sort of work? Um, you know, and being brave also means taking your sort of your proverbial fing finger off the fear button because again if you're bringing something new into the highway sector and there is so much new stuff going on and yet roads 
potholes, you know, you name it, everyone's got an opinion on it. And, you know, whether it holds, you know, if you do something that holds up traffic, you know, that's going to be in an elected member's post bag or your chief executive's post bag, or, you know, it's going to be reported in the local press. Um, so, you know, the fact that you've got so many external factors creating a bit of a fear of doing something is what I think can sometimes in 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 what I'm seeing hold some some local authorities back you know in that highway sort of space and also yeah. sorry yeah and, and and I think the other thing is that when it comes to implementation of innovation there's a lot of sit back and wait for other local authorities to sort of do things um you know we have an innovation festival which um you know this year we had about 600 people come to and the idea of an innovation festival was almost helping to reduce that amount of bravery you might need to implement stuff you can actually go and see it touch it feel it when you come and talk to your colleagues about what they, you know, whether what something Durham put in or what Cumbria put in, and that sort of sharing helps to encourage more people to be about brave about implementing innovation. It is such a challenge, I think, in local government because you know you look at the best councils or the best supply chain, you know, the companies. Great example, Kath Dwyer at, at St Helens. If you create a culture where people feel empowered, they'd feel as if they make a mistake that's okay we all make mistakes we're going to learn from it you know um it's like steve borthwick who was the england coach we're going to make mistakes but we're going to learn from them and we're going to learn quicker than, than other people and i think that's just so important you know to have an environment where people feel comfortable not intentionally making errors but knowing that they're not going to be you know to put their head above the parapet is a good thing and that, that is a, a really positive thing for development in any sector um, yeah in terms of the challenges because Clearly, highways, there's some really exciting things going on and it's it's a great place to be. But what are the challenges that you're finding uh, councils and also the supply chain are feeling at the moment in highways? Um, I think, you know, notwithstanding um, recent sort of fanfares about budgets and things like that, I think some of the big challenges that local authorities face is much of this, um, this uh, you know, asset the infrastructure that we have, not just roads, but, you know, bridges, footways, all the things that connect our communities to, to get round. Um, and I think that that sort of infrastructure has over a number of years sort of deteriorated. You know, we, we, we do um, have roads that are, you know, you know, they are literally um come from you know being hundreds of years old i'm not saying that you know they're not they're they're you know how they're looked after now but they are based on some of them very ancient sort of roots with uh different subservice and so forth but the real challenge is how do you manage such a huge asset when budget is tight and, you know, and we do have a lot of local authorities, they are planning how they spend that. But when you sometimes get, um, you know, media or whatever that forces local authorities to focus on the sort of the minutiae, that makes it so much harder for them to plan a proper sort of life cycle and an asset management approach to how they look after their, their sort of infrastructure, really. And I know that's a challenge for elected members, um, you know, because, 
as I know, having in the dim and distant past sort of dabbled in that side of things, when you've got somebody complaining about sort of a pothole in the road and you can fix that pretty quickly, but actually the whole network is something that is is a sort of, you know, it's almost living, breathing, really. Um, and I like to think of our networks as being the golden thread that, yes, gets us round, but also needs to be looked after well. And we've not looked at, you know, as a nation, as a country, and it's not just here, we don't we don't look after things very well. We sort of, you know, leave them. We expect them to carry on. You know, our rural roads have been around for a very, very long time. Councils don't have enough uh, money to spend on our rural networks. Our sort of urban networks are under increased amounts of pressure from volumes of traffic, from, um, you know, changes in weather patterns. There is so much that, again, I admire all of our sort of highways authorities that are keeping those networks going. It's expensive looking after a network, but you know what? They're doing it and we don't celebrate that, which is why I love the fact that so many of the highways world is looking at innovation. And, you know, and also, you know, you talked about supply chain looking at innovation, but so are elected members too that are part of that journey. And, you, and you're not wrong. You know, there's also a spectrum of, you know, there are some really, really good authorities, you know, like your your Surreys, your Oxfordshires and your whatever. But actually, not everyone is starting from the same viewpoint or, or the same starting point. And sometimes there's an element of bravery that's come with that that sort of journey. You know, if if you're an authority that has not operated in a culture of being being encouraged to try things out and, you know, and almost having a, a rewarded vulnerability about what you're doing, then how, you know, it is much, much harder to, to implement sort of innovation, whereas it's easier, often easier to implement innovation when you're an authority that has a history of trying things. So the corporate memory of failure has almost psychologically changed as well. Um, it, it, it's 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 just you know it's it's a topic that's quite I'm quite passionate about really is that that sort of let's celebrate that you know that some of our um, asset managers highways managers heads of highways they are really doing an amazing job in really quite a difficult um, you know financial political and uh, sort of media environment at the moment. It's and absolutely, and it's um I think that's the thing as well. The reason why I want to do the podcast was to make the public aware of the challenges that exist and why things happen. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not going to lie. If I see there's a a big delay because of roadworks, you know, your first reaction is one of frustration. But it is so important, and it's it's like we saw with the um, you know, with the uh the the water companies recently, and they talked about the the fact that a lot of the 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 sewers and, and etc are old Victorian and it's there's a lot more pressure being put on them um and highways are having to do ever more with ever less and um I think you're right it takes a certain amount of bravery to 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 really look at that and to be brave and to make those difficult decisions because um you know fundamentally you know all functions could do with more money but uh highways is probably one of the most visible things isn't it that the public see and, and you know there's a an expectation almost of sometimes it's taken for granted that this, the highways are you know, in good working condition, like the NHS, you know, it's just assumed that that will be the case, but it is such a challenge to deliver that. So it's absolutely a massively important uh, piece of of this country's infrastructure. So I think it's amazing 
what what yourselves are doing at, at the local council's road innovation group and um, i think it's amazing what the highway sector as a whole is doing but paul i i really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us and and, and you know discussing highways innovation collaboration and the bravery that we're seeing in the sector and, and what also is, is what a really exciting place to work so if you are listening to this and you haven't you know you haven't thought about a career in highways have a think about it have a look at the the El Creek website uh, and the information of that can be found on the podcast link below but uh, Paula thank you so much for your time it's been really good talking to you thank you and uh yeah as, as you can tell it's an area I'm, I'm very passionate about you've been listening to the truth about local government uh, podcast we've today been very fortunate to have the chief executive of the local council roads innovation group they do a fantastic job uh paula clayton smith if you've enjoyed the episode please give it a like give it a share give it a five-star review and i look forward to bringing other great guests to you later in the week you have been listening to the truth about local government podcast remember your local council does some amazing work but you can help so remember to vote and be engaged with the work they're doing if you like this podcast, please like, share and give a five-star review. If you would like to feature on the podcast, have any shout-out of excellent work being done by a local authority or have any topics you would like covered, please email me at truthaboutlocalgovernment at gmail.com. Truth About Local Government. Local government is at the heart of what we do.